the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during the show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Moran. Today's trivia uh, theme is uh, general trivia. Uh, Nam, what do you have for us? You want to start us off? Yeah, start us off again with mortgage rates. Um, so this article, I think, came out this morning. 30-year mortgage rate hits yet another record low. So, gosh, it seems like we've been hearing these headlines almost weekly or monthly for well, we have. several years. So 12 consecutive weeks, uh, mortgage rates have been below 3%, and it's the 10th broken record this year for a new low. Now, I think what – I think uh, – uh, 2.81 is only like a, you know one basis point below the previous record of yeah. 2.82. So it's not like it's you know I mean it's still it's funny they they celebrate every basis point savings in mortgage rates. But I guess the whole the, the thing is is that I remember we did a show earlier this year where we said that mortgage rates weren't likely to even go below three because there's just a certain amount of fixed costs that you can't eliminate. Yeah, but yeah. that notwithstanding, uh, they're eliminating some of that. Yeah. I mean, in the 15-year rate, um, it remained unchanged from the prior week at 2.59%. But, um, you know, this is on top of already low rates. Um, the article goes on to say, despite waning demand, applications are still far ahead, ahead of last year's levels in both the refinance and new purchase sector. The refinance index was up 44% year over year while the unadjusted purchase index was up 24% year over year, mm. according to the Mortgage Bankers Association. So, I mean, this is going straight into the Q4. Well, we're in Q4 now, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how this impacts uh, the rest of the quarter. December is typically a really busy month for us just because people try and, uh, and wrap up transactions before the end of the year. Uh, on our side, you know, demand is still really strong. I think this time last year, you know, we saw a little bit of a dip going into uh, October, and then um, it, you know, it carried over to like early November, and then picks up again. But we're not seeing any dip so far. Well, yeah, you, it's a really interesting year. But with, Go ahead, Edward. With the election happening next month, uh, have there been? You know, you, you think some people would just sit on the sidelines kind of wondering, you know, what's going to happen, whoever's going to get in office. 
Well, um, you know, and again, just to kind of, you know, lay the foundation for the audience, for any new listeners, you know, on the best of investing, we, we typically start out by talking about what's, what's new in real estate and mortgages uh, and primarily residential real estate, because that's the, you know, the most exciting sector right now and the only sector that's really thriving uh, in the real estate uh, uh, marketplace. And on mortgages, and again, it's residential mortgages um, that are, are benefiting from these, these low rates. And at Pacific Private Money, uh, who sponsors this show and who Nam and I uh, run that company and have since 2008, we, we, uh, we make mortgages, uh, primarily alternative mortgages, also called private money or hard money loans, uh, fast funding, uh, short-term loans where people need to rent money that they can get quickly and easily to, you know, execute a real estate transaction. We fund all those loans with private capital. And so uh, we, we discuss, and, and, and most of those loans are, are residential real estate. So, uh, you know, on the best of investing, we're oftentimes discussing, you know, what's happening in money, what's happening in real estate, because we make real estate loans with our investor capital and we invite investors to you know, increase their capital positions with us. We're always looking for uh, more investors to join uh, in with the family of uh, investment strategies that we employ at Pacific Private Money. Um, since we lend mostly on residential real estate, we're, you know, we're very, very excited uh, that this year um, has not been you know, the real estate pandemic that many were predicting. And one of the articles I have here that I, I really enjoyed reading, and I just took a few excerpts from it, is that uh, um, a gentleman wrote an article and he titled it, The Forbearance Crash Bros Spoke Too Soon. <laughs> so we coined the term forbearance crash bros. And what he's talking about is that there's a segment of the real estate investment community that has been very bearish. It's kind of akin to those bears that kept calling for the real estate, uh, for, the, for the stock market to crash for the last five years. Oh, yeah. Or those Tesla short sellers that were wondering when they were going to, you know, when Tesla uh, stock was going to crash. So you have these uh, um, forbearance crash bros that uh, continually uh, are, are hyping real estate price crash. And so I don't quite have enough time, I don't think, in this first segment to go deep into that. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit later. Sure. And we also have uh, some, some updates on what segments of the residential market are doing better than others. Uh, it might surprise you. And uh, also what areas of the real estate market are actually, you know, uh, not doing well, depending on what side of the fence you're on. Better for consumers, not so good for landlords. All right, guys, going to cut to our first commercial trivia break uh, question here. Uh, in what decade did the Dust Bowl devastate U.S. Midwest farmers? What decade? All right, call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that five-pack tanning certificate. And want to make a mention here for the Elcove Inn. So discover one of the most romantic and COVID safe cert certified boutique inn or bed and breakfast on the Northern California coast. The Elcove Inn is one of a kind ocean view, Mendocino coast bed and breakfast, luxurious accommodations. When you visit Elcove Inn, you're greeted with a gift basket full of well, cookies and wine. You guys know I love that. And of course, champagne and delicious complimentary breakfast are included. Uh, give them a call at 
275-2967 or go to elkcoin.com. Stay with us. The best of investing. We'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Hoff and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Second, tri- uh, first trivia question, excuse me. Uh, in what decade did the Dust Bowl devastate U.S. Midwest farmers? What decade was it? I don't know. That? I didn't do good in history. 20s? Uh, no, it was the 1930s. Yeah. So during the right after you know during the well, right alongside the Great Depression, right Great alongside age. Yeah. those poor folks, like a yeah. double whammy there. Um, Mark, go ahead and continue on. You were talking about the different segments of residential real estate. Yeah, so um, um, I want to just uh, share with you this article I thought was kind of funny, uh, uh, titled "The Forbearance Crash Bros Spoke Too Soon." So the health and economic crisis, of course, has made 2020 a horrific year for many Americans. Added to all that misery, we had terrible fires in the West and hurricanes in the East. Uh, from this author's perspective, the ball in Times Square can't drop fast enough, hailing an end to 2020. One might think with all that bad juju circulating on the planet, people would be extra careful not to bring more misery upon themselves. Uh, but then we have our band of housing bubble boys who shamelessly <laughs> never miss a chance to call it wrong in epic fashion. <laughs> Some of their biggest hits, or should he say misses, in the last eight years have been the never-realized silver tsunami crash, the ever-popular investor supply crash, the Airbnb supply crash, and this year the COVID-19 was for sure going to send prices crashing 30 to 50%. Despite what they promised, we sit here today with the United States housing market outperforming all other economic sectors as the world in the world during this pandemic. But hey, at least they are consistent in their catastrophic failure to predict what will actually happen. Uh, also in predictable fashion, uh, after time proves one of their crash predictions wrong, our band of bubble boys, bubble <laughs> boys reminds me of the Seinfeld episode. Seinfeld, yeah. Our band of bubble boys have a proclivity for moving the goalpost. The COVID housing crash of 2020 that they promised has now been repurposed as the forbearance crash of 2021. <laughs> According to this new and improved crash thesis, when the forbearance plans time out in 2021, home prices will crash 30%, 40%, maybe even 50%. Real estate's going on sale, guys. Wow. This will make their daily trolling of America for the last eight years worth it. Can can go into a little Troll. more depth on that. Why, uh, with regard to the forbearance issue, what 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 uh, play this out for us? Well, um, I'll, I'll answer that by saying that this year they were calling it a COVID-19 crash because of the unemployment. And historically, real estate prices have been tied to it, real estate. You know, where, where you would want to invest in real estate in the country, you would usually tie that to looking at things like job growth, right? Uh, a strong sense. job market uh, uh, historically has equated to strong real estate market. Um, uh, you know, strong underlying principles, uh, but that didn't happen. So the 30 to 50 percent 
uh, crash didn't happen. In fact, uh, real estate across the country is up anywhere from five to fifteen percent prices, and it's just it's unbelievable. And no one no one could have predicted that. No. Now the forbearance crash they're now calling for, and I've seen a lot of articles uh, about this too. And I don't believe it. I think it's nonsense. But what they're hoping for is that when the forbearance agreements that banks have given to homeowners so that they don't have to make uh, three to six months worth of payments, when time runs out on those, and they're saying that you know they're starting to run out now, and presumably some banks have extended that forbearance That's uh, to some uh, to some borrowers, to some homeowners, they're predicting that uh, there's going to be um, a an increase in uh, foreclosures, et cetera. But here's the thing. Um, Congress is not going to let that happen. They've already passed a slew of laws. They're going to pass a slew of more laws. There's not going to be any uh, foreclosure wave coming. Uh, People are not going to be booted out of their homes. It's not going to be good news for banks. It's not going to be good news for lenders uh, that have a portfolio of of non-performing, non-paying loans. But it's not going to result in a real estate market crash. It's just not. Um, the, the, The metrics don't support it. And really, those people predicting a real estate market crash are really trying to sell something at the end of the day. They're trying to sell their uh, get rich quick in real estate yeah. programs, coaching, uh, you know, books and tapes, you know, as they used to call it, the videos. Um, it's uh, there's always going to be people like that. I mean, just like the, you know, the uh, guys that still fill my Facebook feed with, you know, 9-11 was an inside job. You know, there's just there's always going to be those crackpots out there predicting, um, you know, a, a way for you to get rich on the coming, uh, you know, the coming chaos. I mean, it's but, pretty uh, simple. really not going to have supply and demand. Yeah. So yeah. so let's pivot on to the real estate market, what, what sectors are doing good. Here's the surprise, and I wouldn't have guessed this. Luxury home sales have surged 40 percent in the third quarter. Wow as sales of affordable homes, lower priced homes, falter, highlighting the pandemic's uneven impact on Americans with less wealth. So interesting, that's what they're called, the so-called K recovery, where you know the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Uh, this lends a little bit of support to that. Um, so luxury home sales increased 40% year over year in Q3. Um, however, sales of median priced homes climbed just 3% and sales of what they call affordable homes, lower priced homes, declined 4%. So there's really uh, very interesting. Um, The luxury housing market normally takes a hit during recessions, as we all know. That's usually the first market. And I would have guessed that would have happened this year, but it didn't. It's exactly the opposite. Also, the the, the houses then in the lower end market, is is that across the board or you have to go still in sub-markets? I, I don't know. They're not clear on, on the data on this. It was a fairly long article, so I picked some of the highlight uh, uh, paragraphs out of this. I didn't want to go too deep into the uh, – I didn't have time before the show to go, go too deep into the graphs. But So I don't, I don't know how they, where they picked this up. This would be interesting. I think I'll, I'll bring this back next week. Um, but uh, it does say that uh, remote work, record low mortgage rates, and strong, strong stock prices – during the pandemic are allowing America's wealthy families to gobble up expensive homes uh, with home offices and big backyards in the suburbs. Meanwhile, scores of lower and middle-class Americans have lost their jobs or are still renting in the city because they're essential workers and have to commute to work so they're unable to reap the benefits of home ownership. So, the, um, the interestingly market. enough, 
The yeah. rental market mm -hmm. in San Francisco has dropped though quite a bit, hasn't it? Well, that's another. Uh, we'll go. We'll go into that in a little bit. Um, handful of West Coast metro areas have fueled the surge in luxury home sales, including Sacramento. Uh, luxury sales soared 86 percent year wow. over year. Uh, really, what's happening is a lot of people are moving to Sacramento from the more expensive Bay Area. There's an exodus, of uh, course, from San Francisco into the suburbs, and Sacramento's picking up uh, a lion's share I, I of those moving the, uh, out of the cities. I thought it was just the politicians getting richer and getting into their bigger mansions. <laughs> their right. mansions you know? Yeah, the Sacramento Metro was the most popular destination for home buyers looking to relocate in July and August, according to Redfin. San Francisco okay. was the top origin uh, of out-of-area buyers looking into the Sacramento area. So uh, <laughs> exodus from San Francisco to Sacramento. Very interesting. Wow. All right, guys, getting to our second trivia question, commercial break. What color are cranberries before they turn red? Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win a tanning certificate. And don't touch that dial. The best of the best. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hahn, excuse me, and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Second trivia question, what color are cranberries before they turn red? Green? That's Green. What I Yellow. No. <laughs> white. They're, what? They're white color. Yeah, isn't that weird? I'm going to go Google that after this. <laughs> yeah. I don't no, uh, you want to continue on with uh, the luxury market? Yeah. Mark was mentioning in the last segment how, how uh, the luxury market has been really strong uh, since uh, over the last several months. And, you know, last week on the show, Patty was talking about that in Marin, how so many of the uh, – high-end properties or high-end markets were just seeing a ton of offers. And I just did a, a quick analysis of the last 20, 22 loans that we did that closed and um, six of them were over a million and a half. So that's, and our average loan during that time was 1.1 million. Um, our highest one was the $3 million loan and uh, a number of the most, or eight of them, I should say, were bridge loans. So we had a significant um, bump in the average loans that we've done over the last, uh, over the last 90 days than the previous uh, 90 days. So Q3 for us, uh, our average loan size went up a lot and that kind of, kind of tells a story of where these bars were coming from. Yeah. A lot of them were in these high-end markets. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's just been, uh, one of those unpredictable years in so many different ways, the way it's played out. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, you know, one of the, you know, the bright spots for listeners, for those of you with money to invest, uh, whether you are uh, selling real estate or maybe um, you know, taking some of your profits out of the stock market, which continues to go up uh, in defiance of uh, almost all predictions. We didn't have that October, annual October, uh, you know, massive yeah. adjustment, or at least not yet. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens sure. during the election. It could well, let's get into the uh, investment surprising results. Let, let's get into the investment side of things. We got an email here from a listener. It says, "How can your freedom fund provide such ease of liquidity? 
So this person obviously has been listening. Uh, why don't you kind of backtrack and, and fill in the gaps on this one? So, so we offer multiple ways for accredited investors to earn above market yields on their savings secured by real estate. And I said accredited because four of the five ways you can invest with Pacific private money are through mortgage funds, uh, mortgage backed funds where the assets of that mortgage pool are real estate secured loans. The fifth way is we still do individual trustee investing, and we have a number of clients that prefer to invest in individual notes. They'd rather not be in a fund. Uh, these are your more sophisticated, you know, people who've been doing this for 10, 15, 20 years oftentimes like to manage their own portfolio of notes, although those are getting harder and harder to find these days because so many institutional buyers are buying product from us. And so our funds have become more popular as a method for uh, earning anywhere from 7 to 12% on your money secured by real estate. So the Freedom Fund is our most flexible fund, albeit we do have the highest uh, initial deposit requirement for that fund. It's $250,000. The Freedom Fund is a fund where we use the money in that fund to fund, close, and uh, fund and close loans, real estate loans, that we're going to sell to a third party within 30 days. So the Freedom Fund for our company acts like a warehouse credit line. And if you're familiar with how uh, mortgages work, warehouse credit lines are used by lenders to provide additional capital to close a loan, uh, but they have to clear those lines usually uh, once every 30 days, meaning they've got a buyer for them. It could be anywhere from one week to three weeks uh, to turn around and, and sell that loan. The reason that we have to close loans in, a, in advance is that most loan buyers they need, they need they want to buy an existing loan, so it's incumbent upon originators like Pacific Private Money to actually uh, locate the loan, underwrite it, uh, document it, fund it, close it, and then once it's closed, we have an existing security that we can sell. So the Freedom Fund uh, is used, uh, it's not a portfolio lender. In other words, we have other funds in our mix that are longer term investments. They pay a higher rate of return, but your funds are locked up for a minimum of 12 months. And you know we, we fund loans and we keep them in the fund. So for example, our Pacific Private Money Fund has $62 million worth of loans uh, currently, uh, as of this past month, and that's paying about 7.5% uh, right now, uh, year-to-date, to, to investors. Freedom Fund is designed for those who have capital that they would really like to make money with, uh, earn more than you know a half a percent interest from their bank, uh, but they want to keep it relatively liquid. So um, we do not enforce a lockup period uh, in that fund, so if you invest 250000 500 a million, we have several $1 million investors in that fund already. Um, you can take that, you can request that money back. Uh, we ask for, uh, a, you know, 30 days advance notice, but oftentimes uh, because we're liquid twice a month in that fund, you know, we can reliably pay your, uh, uh, redeem your capital within two weeks. So again, it's just, it's just a tool that we use to be able to close loans that we know we're going to sell. Therefore, it's designed to be a highly liquid fund. And it's in, as far as I know, it's unique 
There isn't any other fund like this paying 7%. There are similar funds paying 4 and 5%, uh, but we decided to be a little bit more aggressive, knowing that a lot of our clients, uh, it seemed that 7% was a sweet spot that we could pay, that we could still make money with that money, and they would feel like, gosh, 7% uh, and sure. with no lockup and liquidity, so and I liquidity, could exactly. keep it at bay if I wanted to buy stocks or buy a fancy car or buy a house. Yeah. Can I tell you a quick story? I had a call with an investor today, and he said, hey, listen, I have uh, $101,000 that I want to wire as soon as I can into my Pacific Private Money Fund account. And he said, um, how fast can I get it in? I said, I'll send you the paperwork. Um, he, he said, I invested this money 100000 three years ago, and I checked my balance today because I'm so busy I forget. And after three years, it's I've earned a thousand dollars. And uh, you know, he said, "How much would I have made had I invested that in the private oh, money fund over the last three years?" Twenty-one thousand or more. Twenty, essentially twenty-four thousand. Yeah, compounding. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, reinvests his earnings. So <laughs> he said, uh, I, "I need to get it over as quickly as possible." I'm so angry. Yeah. How many? Uh, how do people get a hold of you, Mark, if they're interested in this fund? Well, our website has a lot of information on our funding opportunities. Go to PacificPrivateMoney.com, click on the invest page. That's PacificPrivateMoney.com. Click on the invest page. Uh, we're just adding a fourth fund, uh, relatively uh, uh, our newest fund, the Pacific Southwest Note Fund, is being added to that uh, uh, page in the next couple of weeks. But the Freedom Fund is on there, as is the Pacific Private Money Fund, and our third fund, the North Star Capital Fund. So. Very For good. more information, check us out. All right. Uh, third trivia question. What element has the chemical symbol K? Stay with us. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Hoff and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Third trivia question was, what element has the chemical symbol K? Potassium. Potassium. There you go. Very good. Oh, look right. at that. Hey, you're just such a chemist. What can I say? Studying um, chemistry. Okay, so let's get into a deal of the week. So I have a, a, just a quick little story one where this guy, he's got great credit. You know, he's got almost an 800 FICO score, makes good income. I mean, just he's your perfect borrower. The problem was that somehow he heard about these forbearances and decided, well, if the Bank's not going to make me pay my mortgage payment and just, you know, add it on to the end or, you know, something along those lines where I just pay. Yeah, if it's free. If it's free, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, oh, no. he was going to have to pay it back, but he just, well, right. why should I pay it if I don't have to, right? Why would um, I not take advantage of that? Exactly. Well, you know, does he, he did it for two or three months. And uh, unfortunately, uh, somehow now he's uh, wanting to refinance. And sure enough, um, he can't get a loan from a conventional bank. Well, why is that? Oy. <laughs> because credit reports, while it doesn't lower your score to participate in your bank's offer to allow you to forbear your payments for a short period, it does show up as a memo item in your credit report. So your score stays the same. So it's abiding by, so the, so the uh, um, you know, so, 
the the credit companies are abiding by the regulations, but uh, it still becomes a scarlet letter for the borrower because credit reports do indicate whether or not you've requested and or received a for or participated in a forbearance program with your bank. And when another bank sees that, yeah. they decline your loan application. And it kind of makes sense because if I'm the new bank lender, I'm going to say, well, if you didn't pay your last bank, how do I know you're not going to pay me either? So right. I get it. Well, and you've seen articles. So there are a number of banks have been accused of putting in place forbearance programs when the borrower actually didn't ask for it. Oh. And it actually, uh, anecdotally, I don't want to say actually because, the, but according to the papers I've seen in some of the press, there were real people who complained that they could not move and or refinance their mortgage because lo and behold, there was a forbearance memo item in their credit report that was not accurate nor requested and, it, and, and they were damaged as a result. Yeah, that, so anyway, me, it's really a big attorney, deal. that's a pretty big lawsuit against the bank. Well, the, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But still, just like when the IRS makes a mistake, it's yeah, like Ubers, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't help your credit report, no. which is why companies like Pacific Private Money exist. Okay, very good. Nam, you have a deal of the week for us. Actually, you know, I have kind of a deal summaries okay. of, of the last, again, 22 loans that we did. Talk about that big one we just closed yeah. in three days. Three days. Yeah. On, uh, so this, I think we chat, uh, chatted about it a little bit last week, but we, we actually closed a deal last week that came to us on essentially a Sunday and uh, closed on a Wednesday. <laughs> and not only was it a record for us, I think, uh, but the size of the loan was $3 million. Yeah, so not a small loan. Mm-hmm. You know? So and again, luxury market, we're seeing a lot of luxury market bridge loan requests. And this was somebody who had an opportunity to buy uh, real estate. And I, was this one where they had a financing lined up and it glitched? Yes, yep, Did financing they, lined up, it yep. glitched. And so we uh, came to the rescue and close this deal um you know we got it we worked on it first thing monday morning uh funded it on tuesday and it closed on a wednesday so if you're a real estate professional listening if you're a realtor or mortgage broker and you don't know that this tool exists to help your client in a pinch you're missing out on opportunities to close more deals because it's just it's such an amazing tool and it's not hard money like you remember it. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we're, we price our loans, you know, as low as 8%, which again, if you keep in mind that these loans oftentimes uh, uh, pay, there's no prepayment penalty. Yep. So you're renting the money on an 8% annualized rate, but you only pay for it as long as you use it. So if yep. you hold the loan for 60 or 90 or 120 days, you're not paying 8% for that money. Right. It's and- just... Uh, and to continue on with that, um, I'm actually going to be doing a webinar. Um, I'm invited by a mortgage broker to talk about the transitional bridge loans on October 23rd, uh, 10.45 a.m. And uh, it'll be an Eventbrite. Uh, and people should email edward at pacificprivatemoney.com. I have my own special email with pacificprivatemoney.com if they want to get uh, the Eventbrite and uh, participate in the webinar. I'd be glad to share that with them. And we'll talk all about how right. transitional bridge loans work. And yeah, also, you know, if I can add on to what yeah. Mark was saying, uh, if you're a realtor or mortgage broker, you know, uh, again, going back to these uh, last 20 some odd loans that we closed, the average time to close was 16 and a half days. 
So we're getting these uh, loans and we're able to, to process them very quickly. The shortest being four days and the longest being 36. I mean, we like as much time as possible, but we also know people are coming to us at the 11th hour. So we're closing these in a little over two weeks. Uh, if you're an investor, it's good to know, you know, on the investment side, you know, what's the quality of the borrowers that are coming in? Oh, yeah. And of all of these loans, only two out of the 22 loans that I looked at, to the last 22, had a FICO score below 650. Okay. So the average was somewhere in the, like, 720, 725 range. So and 800 credit scores are not unusual. Not unusual. Yeah, actually, uh, about uh, six or seven of them had 800 or higher and, and we still get questions from people. Why would someone with an 800 FICO uh, need to use you? Why can't they go to the bank? Because the banks don't make loans that fast. They just, they can't. They can't do 21 day. Well, sometimes there are some sources of financing that can do 21 day closes, but people generally come to us for several reasons. One, they're literally out of time because their bank financing glitched and they're going to lose their deposit or the seller is going to sell them backup offer, which there usually is yeah. in this market. Or number two, they want to make an offer that looks like a cash offer. They want to make a non-contingent, fast closing or low contingent uh, offer and they want it to look like cash. They don't want to have a financing contingency. So that's another way you can use our loan product because we pretty much give you a, a, a we can give you a funding commitment that you can go to the bank on so to speak so, and, and so there's just a, there's a lot of ways that a lot of reasons why realtors and mortgage brokers uh, call us to 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 inquire about that option with their client and it's uh, it's we do things banks simply cannot do um, and, and then the third reason people come to us is we can provide 100% financing to buy the property you're looking to buy now and not require you to move first or sell your house first to free up the equity. So we can, this is something that banks won't do, but we can, we can do a loan crossed by two properties. So we can cross your target property and cro uh, as well as your existing property uh, looking at, and, and lend, lend on your equity in your existing home so you don't have to sell first. You can buy the house first. So it's a very, very creative tool, a lot of different uses. And banks just simply don't have that product or capability for speed. And before we cut to break, Nam, uh, the, you're going to be Pacific Private Money's going to be doing a webinar. Yeah. Up. So our next webinar is November 18th at 6 p.m. Uh, I believe that's a Wednesday. And so you can learn more um, about the not only the Pacific Private Money Fund, but all of the funds that uh, we offer. We had a great turnout on the last one. Uh, we are in capital raising mode. We've got so much uh, loan demand that uh, we just uh, need the additional capital. So um, if you want to learn more, you can give us a call 415-883-2150 or go to our website and we'll have it on the events page shortly. All right. Stay with us. The best of investors will be right back with some closing comments. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Phan and Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money. Uh, no trivia question, but Nam, uh, you wanted to continue on with uh, the uh, Yeah. Event. Just on the last segment, we were talking about uh, 
when the next fund event uh, is. And again, it's uh, November 18th, which is a Wednesday. It'll be a couple weeks after the election, so hopefully uh, there will be won't be so much hysteria and chaos in the streets. Um, <laughs> but it'll be uh, at 6 p.m. And one of the things I want to mention is, um, you know, we offer four new funds, or we offer four funds. And, uh, you know, Mark mentioned that you do have to be a, an accredited investor, but the nice thing is you only have to get accredited with us once. And that accreditation allows you to invest across all of our funds or any future funds that we may offer. And so, you know, it's a very convenient way um, to, to get certified to, and look at diversifying your portfolio. Um, we've had a number of investors who have invested across um, two to three of our funds now. And uh, for our Freedom Fund, we're, we're going to be launching an online portal so investors can track their investment there um, next month. So we're doing a lot in terms of providing the transparency for our investors, giving them more options to invest. But really, now's the time because we've got, uh, as I mentioned in earlier segments, you know, Q Q3 was a record quarter for us. Q4 will probably be a record Q4 for us, I imagine, um, just with the pace that we're on. So, you know, if, if you're concerned about uncertainty with the stock market or whatever, you know, we've been emphasizing how real estate has withstood so much this year. Um, is And it's, you know, it's continuing to be strong for us. And we, we follow economists and they're saying it's going to be strong going into 2021 and, uh, and beyond mm. the next three years. So... For more information, give us a call at 415-883-2150. Yeah, because you guys have been paying between 75 to 8% on the main fund for the last seven years, right? Yeah, since yep. 2013. You know, so we've, you know, we've, all, we've been using mortgage debt as a strategy for generating yields for investors since 2008. And even, you know, even if you're a believer that real estate uh, prices are going to decline in California next year, and again, I say California because you know, virtually all of our uh, loans are made here in California, small percentage outside, but, you know, 90% here in California. Um, if you believe that, you know, we're, we're, we're due for a 5 or 10 or 15% correction, don't forget that um, we don't lend like the banks at 80 or 90% uh, loan to purchase price or loan to value. Uh, we solve for a 70% loan to value or less. So we bake in the uh, you know protective equity in the event of a market decline, uh, and even you know and seventy percent is usually on a purchase money transaction where we really feel comfortable with the value of the property. If it's a refinance, like cash out, someone pulling cash out on real estate they own, we typically go no higher than sixty to sixty-five percent. Again, trying to be conservative. We don't want to end up having to foreclose on a borrower if they're borrowing money for uh, to risk in some business uh, initiative that you know may not turn out. Uh, we're, um, we have a lot of deal flow, so we're very, uh, uh, we're, we're very choosy in the types of loans we make, and we've never lost a dollar of investor principal ever uh, since 2008. And there's been a lot of uh, a lot of real estate activity since 2008. Uh, some of it going downward in in those years. So um, again, for more information, check us out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. We do these events, these webinars, to kind of introduce you to uh, uh, more deeply to our company and to share with you the ways you can invest in mortgage debt for a higher yield on your savings. And again, always go to our website because we're always adding more information, pacificprivatemoney.com. All right, guys, we're going to cut out. Here's our thoughts for the day. 
Research has shown that laughing for two minutes is just as healthy as a 20-minute jog. So now I'm sitting in the park laughing at all those joggers. It's like Mark was saying about how sore he was working out, right? And, right. Uh, and I like this one. Make today so awesome that yesterday gets jealous. I like that. <laughs> all right. Tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's Business Leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.